Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, equipping us to grow into a deeper walk with Christ. Part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We all have dreams for our lives, and yet for every dream, there's a reality that tries to rob us of what God's laid on our hearts. When that reality sinks in, when adversity strikes, dreams seem to evaporate. What God-given dreams are still swilling around there inside your heart? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome to the program again as we take a look at God's grace from a different perspective. Yesterday on the program, we were talking about the dreams that God places on our hearts. They often seem outrageous at the time, and yet those dreams are what open our eyes to the opportunities that God brings across our path from time to time. Often, without that dream in our hearts, we'd miss the opportunities. The God-given dream gives us a new set of eyes to see what God's up to from his perspective. That's what it's there for, that dream, that and to give us hope. And when we met young Joseph, the son of Jacob, way, way back there in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, he was a young man with a dream. A young man who dreamed that one day he'd be a great ruler. And being the naive young man that he was, he stupidly shared this dream with his brothers, not realising how offensive it would be to them. Listen to this dream I dreamed, he said. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Suddenly, my sheaf rose up and stood upright. Then your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. His brother said to him, Are you going to reign over us? Are you really going to have dominion over us? So they hated him even more because of his dreams and his words. I mean, who wouldn't be offended, right? People are often offended by the dreams that God puts in our hearts. Often. That's motivated by jealousy. They make fun of us. They tell us that the dreams are impossible. Of course God's dreams are impossible. If he gave us dreams that were possible, dreams that we could realise in our own strength, we wouldn't need him then, would we? In fact, one of the ways that we can tell whether a dream comes from God is that it is almost always impossible to achieve in your own strength. That tends to be a pretty solid marker that it's from God. There are others too, and we're going to talk about those another time. So young Joseph has this dream. Hey, come on. It's a great dream, right? But then his life takes a terrible twist, a shocking twist, one that neither he or his beloved father Jacob could ever have predicted. See, his brothers went to pasture their flocks near Shechem. And Israel, that's Jacob, his father. Israel's the name that God gave to Jacob. Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers pastoring the flock out at Shechem? Come on, I'll send you to them. And he answered, Here I am. He said to him, Go now and see if it is well with your brothers and with the flock, and bring word back to me. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron. Joseph came to Shechem, and a man found him wandering in the fields. And the man asked, What are you looking for? I'm looking for my brothers, he said. Tell me, please, where are they pasturing the flock? And the man said, Look, they've gone away, for I heard them say, Let's go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him from a distance, and before he came near to them, they conspired to kill him. They said to one another, Look, here comes that dreamer. 
come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of the pits. And then we'll say a wild animal has devoured him and we shall see what will become of his stupid dreams. But when Reuben heard it, he delivered him out of their hands, saying, let us not take his life. Reuben said to them, shed no blood, throw him into this pit here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him, that he might rescue him out of their hand to restore him to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the long robe with sleeves that he wore, and they took him and they threw him into a pit. The pit was empty. There was no water in it. Genesis chapter 27, verses 12 to 24. Can you begin, just begin to imagine that something so terrible would happen to you that your brothers, your own flesh and blood, would conspire to kill you and then take that precious robe that your dad had given you and throw you into a pit? It's totally beyond imagining, isn't it? And yet this is a pattern that anyone who has ever dreamed a dream will recognise. You have a dream in your heart, a God-given dream that, that really you don't fully understand. You have no idea whether it will ever come to pass, and if so, how God could possibly make it happen. When my life and my hopes and my dreams lay shattered at my feet, I was ironing one Saturday afternoon and God gave me a dream to tell millions of people about him. Millions. His presence in that hour or so as I sat on the top stair in the stairwell in my townhouse was palpable. It, it was the craziest dream that anyone could ever have. But I knew it had come from him. How could that be? Everything around me was in such devastation. I was travelling through such a lot of pain at the time. As I think of young Joseph lying there in that pit, his life in the balance, not knowing what was going to happen to him, I bet you he was thinking about those dreams that he dreamt. His reality must have screamed at him that the dreams were a fake. Have you ever had that happen to you? Reality decisively, emphatically tells you that the God-given dream you had was a lie. The evidence seems irrefutable. There you are in your pit. You look at the walls. You can't get out. Dream over. Well, I'm here to tell you that if that's from God... It's never dream over. To the absolute contrary, dreams and adversity seem to go hand in hand in God's scheme of things. Let me say it again. Maybe it didn't sink in the first time. Dreams and adversity seem to go hand in hand in God's scheme of things. Why? Listen to what the Apostle Paul said thousands of years later out of a not dissimilar situation. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death so that we wouldn't rely on ourselves but on God who raises the dead. My friend, when you find yourself in that pit with your dreams shattered at your feet, the last thing, the very last thing that God wants you to be thinking is dream over. Here's the thing about God. What he starts, he finishes. Listen again to the Apostle Paul writing this time out of his Roman dungeon on death row. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. I am confident of this, he said, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. Why are we talking about this stuff? Because God has a plan for your life. And along the way, he places opportunities before you, opportunities that you can accept or reject, opportunities that you can grab onto with both hands or push away, walk around, leave behind. If you let the God-given dream in your heart die, let me tell you, 
you're going to miss out on those opportunities because the dream is what helps you identify a situation as an opportunity from God. The opportunity resonates with the dream and bingo, you know that this is one to grab onto. When the opportunity came to take a half-unit elective at Bible College in Media Studies, I just knew that I had to take it. It spoke so clearly about the dream that God had laid on my heart. If I'd let go of my dream because of the adversity I faced, I would never have taken that media half unit and I wouldn't be sitting here chatting with you today. It's that simple. Joseph had a lot more bad stuff to travel through. Let me tell you, we're going to see some more of that in a little while. But here's the thing, the dream never died. And just as well, because it's through Joseph, his brothers and their descendants, that God brought Jesus into this world. Dreams and opportunities are vital if we're going to live out the plan that God has for our lives. Life can be hard work some days. And as that daily grind just kind of grinds away at us, it's easy to forget that Jesus died and rose again to give us victory. That's why every now and then, just as the Spirit leads, perhaps when you least expect it even, I'd love to send you a short text message of encouragement straight to your phone. That's what Victory SMS is all about. Roughly every other week, I ask the Lord, what word of encouragement could I give today? So if you like the occasional word of encouragement, head across to victorysms.org and when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of my ebook, Power Unlimited. Thousands already have, and the most common response, hey, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. How did you know that? Thank you so much. It's simply amazing how powerfully the Spirit of God can move through just a short text message. And I'd love to encourage you too to live your life in victory. Again, that web address is victorysms.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.